that bit in. <laughs> <laughs> Hello again. Hello. Seems like only <laughs> half an hour we were here. Yes, indeed. Uh, 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 regular listeners might be aware that we recently recorded but didn't record an episode of this, this show and had to redo it again. Um, thankfully that's never happened again. No. <clears throat> so, <laughs> this month, Ariana Grande, My Everything, Childhood, uh, a debut album from them called Lacuna, uh, the fourth album for a band from America, I believe, called Spider Bags, Frozen Letter. Uh, debut album from a British band called Royal Blood, called Royal Blood. Mm-hmm. Debut album from a Canadian band, uh, which is written Alves, but I'm not sure if it's pronounced always in a kind of church's kind of way oh, of churches. having the... yeah, yeah. No, it, so it yes. might be, I don't know. I uh, no. haven't checked. And Shade O'Connor, I'm not bossy, I'm the boss. So we start off here in the charts because we'd like to keep down with the, get down with the kids. Yep. Um, and a young lady called Ariana Grande, uh, second album from her. I believe she started off doing stuff on Nickelodeon many moons ago as is the way of Britney and Christina and all those kind of people. Nice. Um, so is Ariana Grande. Indeed. Um, this 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 album. Oh, right. What was that quote again? Um, you had a quote in relation to this album. I did. Yeah. Uh, I had a quote because you sent me an email, having seen the uh, the album cover for this. Yeah. I was asking if that in any way swayed <laughs> my decision to include this album. Yeah. As an album to review. How oh, you did, didn't I? You did. Yeah. <laughs> I know you too well. The answer to that is no. The oh. video for Problem did. Oh, right. <laughs> I'll look that up later. Yeah. I see. Anyway, according to Miss Grande, she uh, decided to have a kind of simple... Uh, chose the cover artwork because she felt they made... She felt that each song is so strongly themed that I just wanted to have a very simple overall cover so that within each, within each song we could create more visual themes. Right, Okay. Sounds impressive. It does. It does. Uh, and if you've seen the artwork, um, um, a covering overall is is um, certainly not in there. Um, it's, yeah. um, this, I mean, yeah, this album. It reminded me in many ways of um, we reviewed um, Katie B's debut album um, we did. a few years ago, and what I'm about to say uh, in no way besmirches my my review of Katie B because I actually did enjoy the Katie B album. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Ariana's quite quite got the same. Um, well, I've not enjoyed it as much. Um, that's for sure. It does seem to jump from from style to style to style in that attempt to create those strongly themed themes. Um, Similarly to the Kylie record, actually, earlier on the year, which, actually, one, which yeah. also did a similar kind of not yeah. really didn't really sort of sit I mean, it's all together as it's one all, piece. It's all quite individually. The tracks are well polished pop music, well well produced pop music, overly produced maybe in some some cases, um, but but. Certainly, it sort of jumps from from um, pop to R and B to all out dance music, um, EDM, um, back to R and B, uh, back to pop, back to dance music, and then finishes. You know, with your, you know, if you, if you can imagine, this album was a weekend. It starts 
starts with a Thursday. Go have you have a big Friday night. You sit, stay in, and have some some R and B on a Saturday night, and then on Sunday you have the ballad at the end there. You know, um, it's Blake David in the house. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it 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 sort of jumps all over the place, and just when you think you're getting into the groove of one particular track, then it jumps again. Um, such is the modern way. It's, it's carved up for iTunes. No. Yeah, not as an album. Not as an album. Um, I mean, that's to say that that's not to say there aren't highlights. Um, I think it. I think it was um, either um, one last time or or break free. I think it was one last time actually. Uh, David Guetta speaking David of Greta, the charts. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of the charts, eh? eh? Um, which was sort of a full on. You know, big arms in the air, EDM. Yeah, but Bra <laughs> just to say that, cause I, I did that, but yeah. I, I actually thought Break Free, which you also mentioned, actually yeah. sounded more like David Guetta yeah, than that. Yeah, exactly. Because that, that had the. <laughs> 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 and the arms are going in the air. Yeah. And I'm rushing to the bar for another pint. Anyway. <laughs> yes, Friday nights. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. um, so it, 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 it did that, and then, then it would jump style again. Um, I actually thought the sing the singles yeah. <laughs> with the whole album. Um I mean break your break your heart right back, yeah, it's alright. It's alright. Yeah, um, I think what lets the album down perhaps is um some of the similarly, um the raps conflict in style as well. Yeah. Um you've got you've got very different rapping styles throughout the album. Um no one rapper or two rappers um make an appearance consistently um each time there's a rap there's a different guy doing the rap or um, a lady or a lady oh, oh sorry yes there's a lady as well um and um and i think that's sort of you're like whoa <laughs> yeah it's just it's, it's that conflict of styles yeah well, it's, it's now kind of i think we had this discussion before so a few, a few years ago where, where where basically the rap solo has replaced the guitar solo with mm. records yeah um, <laughs> and and like there are really bad pointless guitar solos yeah yeah. Yes. Um, and, and the lyrics too. Um, and I think I sent you another once I finished um, picking on you over the, the choice of the album cover. Um, there's that, a beautiful lyric um, about keeping the filling fresh. Keep, keep, yes. We keep this filling fresh. From Big Sean. We're going to have to zip lock it, which will go over every UK, most UK listeners' heads. Um, I only know about zip locks because uh, my father-in-law brought a load back from the states. Um, <laughs> other than that. Yeah, I think I think the rap, I think the rapping is the best. So I listened to that track and thought, Ooh, I quite fancy a sandwich. The rapping is the best place to start with this record, I, th I think, because my favourite track of the album is uh, I think it was the first single, "Problem," which I think is a really fun pop tune, hmm. um, which is co-written by Max Martin, who wrote or co-wrote. Oops, I did it again for Britney. Yeah. Um, um, and that's the track that probably has the best rapping on it. Uh, the rapping from. Uh, Iggy Azalea, mm -hmm. um, who uh, is, I believe is Australian, isn't she? Um, but now lives in America, although sounds very American. Um, but by but saying that that's the best rapping isn't really praise, because <laughs> it's 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 not. <laughs> it's it's just everywhere else, as you mentioned, it's rubbish. Mm. Mm. Uh, and the worst is um, definitely from Childish Gambino, who shows how he got his name by uh, rapping yes I'm a G from an A and they ask why 
as the uh, rap solo in the song. What's the song? What's the song? I think it's Break Your Heart Right Back. Break again. Your Heart Right Back, yes. Which also features the sample of, uh, well, sort of features the sample of Diana Ross. I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming out. Yeah. Those, although it's actually the yes, it's the um, the Puff Daddy, yeah, one that with version with um, Notorious, Notorious Beauty, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> So Over a song about a la- lady losing her man to another man. See, the, 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 the <laughs> Over the head subtlety. <laughs> it's, this is the thing. <laughs> Until you explained this to me about five minutes ago, uh, I didn't get. The, I didn't get the reference at all. <laughs> it's good that you pay attention to the lyrics and stuff. <laughs> I do. I really do, and I'll come back to that later. <laughs> see, oh obviously, on that song, see. She was creating a, vis- a very visual theme for me okay. in that particular song. <laughs> yeah, okay. Which, you know. Yeah. What about Harry Styles? Oh, yes, Harry Styles. Actually, no, no, to be fair, uh, we should say Harry Styles co-wrote one of the songs on this album, especially for Ariana, apparently. Really? Uh, and wow. it is by no means the worst thing on the record. No. In fact, it's probably one of the better things on the record. Yeah. So, good for you, Harry. Moving on. <laughs> so your debut album from an English rock band, uh, South Londoners, Yuhi. Yay! Um, uh, Childhood, uh, the name of the band, and the album is called Lacuna. And I think it's safe to say we are late 80s, early 90s. Bit of a 90s. Jukebox, in fact. Tinged this. to this particular podcast, I feel. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah. I, we could name, in fact, I will name uh, <laughs> many of the bands who could, list them. who could have spring to mind whilst listening to this record. <laughs> so, Charlatans, Cooler Shaker, Teenage Fan Club, Ruby, Sweetie Politty, Prefab Sprout, plus many, many more. Oh. As well as the ones they reference as well. So, Stereo Lab, Air, Spaceman 3, Hall of Notes, Flaming Lips, Love, Todd Rundgren. Bing, bing. Yeah. Uh, Later influences being uh, noticeable, particularly on the track Tides and the whole vibe of the uh, song Chiliad, which is very kind of mellow and groovy. Probably ever say groovy on the podcast. That's quite sad. Just did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's 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 a record that, on the face of it, could be overwhelmed by um, trying to, like I said, be basically a jukebox of late eighties, early nineties indie yeah but actually I think they kind of pull it off um, partly because some great hooks in the songs that start to dig in after a few listens so with Blue Velvet the opening track yeah, it kind of kicks off with a kind of almost wedding presenty kind of indie th- thing and then goes into a more commercial power pop chorus um, the kind of thing that you would have got from maybe Teenage Fan Club um, and then the, the songs that sound very prefab sprouty As I Am um, and uh, Falls Away uh, which I think was a single and then towards the end of the album you have uh, Paper Cool and some serious guitar coming in for When You Rise yes at the end, yeah um, which is you know cracking good indie fare yeah um, so I actually quite like this record I think if you're a fan of any of those dozen bands that, that you mentioned there, and I'll throw in I'll throw in three more uh, Stone Roses um, New Order Joy Division um, you can count those as, as one if you prefer um, which we often have on the yeah market. which we often have uh, I think I think if you're a fan of any of those bands or music of the late 80s early 90s then then you will enjoy this album you will find that there's something in this album for you it's a cornucopia 
a, a chocolate Indeed, box yes. of uh, <laughs> late 80s, early 90s indie. Um, to just to add, sort of add to 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 that, um, Solemn Skies. Um, again, ro roses. I, I, I heard roses mm. um, through my rose tinged ears. Um, you know, it took me back to my uh, um, now forgotten but much loved days in um, Manchester. Um, it had that real sort of vibe to it, you know. Um, and uh, when you I rise, like, I say you're talking about the stone roses. The stone roses. Oh no, when you're saying cornucopia of chocolate box of stuff, I thought you meant yeah. a box of roses. Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> yeah, maybe subliminally I was. Yeah, no, no, sorry. no. I'm very <laughs> much <laughs> Shut up. Trying <laughs> talk about the stone roses. Oh, <laughs> in Greece. Um, and when you rise, there's that brilliant sort of Peter Hook esque. Yeah, yeah. Joy Division transmission sort of dun 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 dun. dun you know, guitar riff that brings it all up. Um, yeah, which is fantastic. Uh, so yeah, two of the highlights for me, but there are others. Really, really enjoyed this album. So uh, spider bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> frozen letter. Right. You want me to do this one? Will you send back a frozen letter from America? Uh, fourth album from Spider Bags. Uh, and according to the Wikipedia. Uh, they started life as a twangy southern country rock outfit. Which really? I wouldn't have guessed from this record. No, no. Um, this album... Oh, right, where to begin? I mean, it's a very short album, I'll tell you that, give you that. Uh, but as I'm discovering in this podcast, um, short doesn't necessarily mean better. <laughs> no. Um, this was, this album, I, I really struggled with this one, to be honest with you. Two or three listens, um, and I still can't tell you much about it. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't win me over particularly. No, it has, has had no impact on me at all. Um, it's it's one of those albums where it sort of it gets it gets going. And I was like, okay, um, it, everything's very short and sharp. It's it's enjoyable to a point, um, but, but I felt like they were trying to set up. It's it's almost like um, it's kind of lo-fi ish. No, um, it is. Yeah, yeah not definitely. as lo-fi as one of the albums we 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 haven't actually reviewed yet. Um, but we're, we're coming to and the trouble is I listened to this immediately after that one um, so so it's kind of lo-fi um, but it, it kind of wants to it kind of wants to be short and sharp and you end up with the, the first sort of half of the album is very short yeah, two thirds of the of, album they're they're all all kind of two like or three minutes two or three minute tracks yeah. Yeah. and um, the opening track in particular it's just bam we're off and um, you know there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of low production chatter at the end of the first couple of tracks as well Wee, you know, it's not like you know self-congratulatory stuff that went out with Oasis um, so that's there so you feel like oh they're setting it up to be like a gig you know just far away we was his tune and then just as you think that's what's going to happen 20 minutes in all of a sudden all the tracks are 6 minutes long yeah and actually almost a bit trad rock you know very much so yeah um, so I, I just didn't I just didn't get this album <laughs> I just no. didn't get it I, 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 it was one of those albums that even even after the third listen I was thinking there's probably a reason why I've not been aware of Spider Bag's albums one, two and three mm. um, yeah it isn't maybe, maybe their twangy Southern Country Rock albums the, the early ones were better and different I don't know this just sounded a bit too much like um, the second rate Strokes to me and because I didn't really like the first rate Strokes that much either it was automatically off to a 
a non-winning start really uh, so the first but the advantage is the first few tracks you say whilst they're in that style they're all, all very short and they kind of rattle along quite quickly um, but also then she said it kind of turns about halfway through and suddenly you just um, get these longer tracks which give the band more room to move admittedly so you get walking bubble kind of folky number with the odd lyrics including the classic when you use an automated teller you make the shop girl cry <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and other such gems which also appear in that particular track yeah. um, and then you have the more bluesy we got problems uh, which one of the tracks that probably worked best for me because as you say it's very much trad rock and there's guitar noodling in it and it's you know it's pub rock really yeah um, but I quite like that but unfortunately that I was thought like, you would but that was just like one track Oh. And what, what wasn't wasn't enough to save the record for me, it has to be said. Um, and of all the tracks in this particular podcast, um, or tracks, sorry, all the albums in this particular po- podcast, mm. I'd say it's the one I'd least like to come back to when I include the Ariana Grande album in that no, uh, uh, yeah. list. However, an album that I br- will be coming back to is the next one, which is a debut album from Royal Blood, uh, who are bassist and singer Mike Kerr and drummer Ben Thatcher. Um, they were nominated for the BBC Sound of 2014, but actually were one of the bands that didn't, or bands and artists that didn't make the shortlist. Um, the eventual winner being Sam Smith, as you will remember from our podcast at the start of the year. Really? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You, you, were, de- de- you, you were definitely yes, there. I was there. You were yes, there. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is a, a band that's uh, been getting lots of uh, critical uh, praise over the last uh, 12 to 18 months, actually, ahead of this album coming, coming out with a. Uh, lots of people going oh they're great they're great they're great and that tends to put me off bands automatically because I've been there so many times you know and you, yeah. and you get it's kind of built up so you get the Vines sorry family members <laughs> uh, Kooks Las Vegas Claxons Palmer Violets all these bands that are going to be the next big thing the next saviour of rock music or indie music and then they maybe do they maybe do a decent album and then the thing or even the first album that they do is a bit kind of yeah, okay, mm. everyone's going, oh, this is great, it's great, it's great, and you're thinking, hmm, no, not so much. Yeah. Um, but this is this an album that actually, for me at least, lives up to the hype. It's immediately very white stripesy in places, but good white stripesy. So if you remember when White Stripes first came out, and when Jack Black was... No, Jack Black, Jack White. Jack White, even. <laughs> Jack Black. Can you yeah. imagine that one? I know. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah, okay. there he is, Lee. Yeah, there's an interesting crossover. Well, I've, I've been drinking too much Spectre Blue, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Jack White. Yeah, uh, remember when Jack White was good? Uh, this I remember remi- when he was good in Tenacious D. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. This reminds me of, of, of that period of White Stripes because there is that kind of element simply because they are a band where it's a two-member band one drummer one drummer one guitar although in this case it's bassist rather than a uh, straightforward guitar um, obviously the kind of drummer and other person thing was originated I would say by the Carpenters but yeah uh, Royal Blood don't sound like the Carpenters no uh, <laughs> they sound loud people they are Very loud mm. uh, and so you got lots of drums lots of kind of uh, really bass played like it's a guitar essentially so it's, it's it, that's the thing that's doing all the riffing all the chords is the bass guitar so lots of uh, distortion on it and effects great stuff though so Jack White 
imagine a bit of Josh Home from Queens of the Stone Age Australian mm-hmm. vocal styling as well uh, they're musically again you've got the riffs that you'd expect from say a Queen of the Stone Age or a Rage Against Machine record but played on the bass um, but in the background you've got basically 70s blues based rock so mm. imagine Led Zeppelin and Free and other kind of great 70s rock bands and you've got that kind of thing but updated for now I, got a, I picked up a bit of Nin somewhere I think it was uh, track three or four figure it out or something mm. I picked up like that sort of not not pure indie industrial metal but that sort of 90s um, I'm thinking the broken era Nin anyway um, and also base, but the whole base, the sorted bass thing was quite was yeah. quite bigger at that point. Even 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 if you go the Sister Mercy and stuff like that. Yeah, as well. yeah, it's that 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 sound. Anyway, um, funny you should mention Jack White because um, eventually, uh, eventually you got around to mention it because I, I, I my initial thought was um, not knowing anything about the band. Um, my initial thought was, oh my goodness, has he gone off and um, done some really obscure? Unknown, another, another side unknown project. band side project. I'm going to be an unknown band now. Oh, he did one then before. Was it Raconteurs? Raconteurs, but everyone was in on the yeah in on that before they. Well, clearly they were famous to begin with. Um, yes, he did do that, and I thought, is he going to have done it again? But only this time, lo-fi and completely off the radar. Uh, but no. Um, but this is um, it's an enjoyable. It's a proper rock album. Yeah. Um, and it's a. It demands you turn it, it up. It demands you turn it up. It also demands that that, that you listen to. I'm starting to sound like such an old fella. <laughs> it demands that you listen to the whole album, you know, um, which thankfully is thirty-two minutes long. So exactly, not yeah, too much so of a hardship. So, in this case, a short album is a good album. <laughs> that's not been the case across the podcast, but uh, it's uh, it's it's a good, solid, but you know, good solid album. Um, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Yeah, I haven't really got much to add to that. Me too. I'm quite I'm quite actually. I will add one more thing. I'm quite intrigued to hear what comes next. And we said this about childhood. I quite ingri- like to see what comes next of this. Yeah, this, to see this where, band. To see so where it goes next. Scope to yeah expand. And do they become sound. that rock album that that we all crave? Yeah, and do or, or do rock they band become, even? Yeah, or do yeah. they become one of, those, one of those bands? You know that you know all that kind of thing when they release a, an album that's quite good to start off with, and then yeah. the next album people are going what? Yeah, now I mean, you know, did they go become another Palmer Violets? Yeah, Las Vegas, etc., etc. Moving on for another debut album, this time from a band from Toronto, I believe. Um, I'm not sure how the, how the band's the name. I'm I'm I'm, I'm guessing uh, in a similar way to what churches do with using V's that, the, yeah. that because the two V's are together in it's all like ways, w. it could be a W. So I'm going to go so with all ways. Way to go all ways, but how to make it so if you're searching the internet, internet, you'll actually get the band rather than just mentions of the word. Always. Yes. <laughs> oh, mate, yes. Maybe. Oh, mate. Anyway, Rolling Stone called this album an indie pop wonder. Really? And it's gone straight at number one on the US, US college charts wow. as of uh, last month. Wow. Um, uh, we're back in the 80s. Yeah. Well, we've been dancing around it for a while. Um, yeah. now this this album's very much in the eighties. Um, it's that sort of post post new wave sort of pop middle of the road sort of pop music of of the eighties. Um, Smiths, yes, but other bands as well. Um, and um, I actually found this album. This album was an interesting one for me because uh, it was um, three or four listens. Yeah. And I have to say, the first listen 
I I really didn't get it at all. Um, I found the whole and I, as I mentioned earlier the lo-fi. This was the other album. This was really mm. so lo-fi. It's in a it's in a windowless basement cellar in in, in you know in Brooklyn Toronto, or Toronto or, or somewhere and and, um, and it's and, it, it, and she's singing through a cardboard tube. <laughs> it does sound a bit like that in a couple, a couple of songs. And, so, and it's just so hip, it hurts, you know. Um, yeah, I thought I have to be a real hit side here. The check shirt and the big beard and the blue hair. Yeah, I really like that. Obviously, that album made to appeal to kind of Shins fans. Exactly. Like I'm, that, I'm, yeah. I'm not cool enough to listen to this album. Um, and um, and so so I was. I found that immediately off-putting. But actually, three, you know, two or three listens in, you actually start to listen to it. To it. And um, there are a couple of tracks on here in particular. Um, Archie, Marry Me. It's just just brilliant pop pop lyrics, pop music. It's yep. just pop music done differently. Um, and uh, and what was the other one? Um, Party Police as well. I mean, these are classic indie tunes, but they're also just great, great pop tunes, you know. Um, and uh, again, a short a short album, but okay, it takes a while. It was a bit of a struggle, admittedly. But but really enjoyed it by the time I was listening to it the third time. It just something all clicked, you know. Yeah, I, I had a very similar experience with it. I, I was my first listen. I was I was slightly disappointed in it because I was mm. I, I don't know for some unknown reason I'd, I'd, I'd read one online review about it that uh, and I thought oh it sounds like it might be quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, and the first listen like, I thought eh, eh, maybe not. Um, but yeah, uh, for me it was literally today when it, my final listen. I had a final listen of it today. And that's where it started coming together for me. Um, so, Adult uh, Diversion, which is the first track, and Archie Marry Me, as you said, those two tracks suddenly kind of clicked in my head. And I was thinking, oh, actually, yeah, I quite like these. Mm. These, are, these are really good tunes. Uh, and then, as you say, Party Police and Atop the Cake, which come later on, yeah. were very reminiscent of the recent Jane Lewis album that we reviewed. Yep. Lower fi version of it, it has to be said, but yeah. lyrically and uh, vocally had that kind of element. And um, of course, the album ends with this song "Red Planet," which mm. is almost kind of synth pop. Yeah, lovely it? synth pop tune. Yeah, you know, um, with a beat reminiscent of Phil Collins' "In the Air Tonight." Yes, <laughs> in the percussion at least, not in the actual thing. But the percussion is very, very similar to that. Yeah, that's Phil how, Collins. Yeah, that's where it appealed. Let's get our uh, can't get more eighties than that. Sure. No. <laughs> or can we? Or can we? Sinead O'Connor. I'm not bossy, I'm the boss. Tenth album from Sinead. Um, title of which comes from the thing that was happening earlier on in the year where um, I think it was, is it Sherry Lansing of, um, I can't remember where, she, where she's working at Google. Um, oh. But anyway, the whole, the whole thing about yeah. that, that men are called assertive but women, if they're assertive. Yeah. Assertive, I call bossy, bossy or bitchy or yeah. those other things. Um, in a derogatory sense. Um, yeah. Um, so that's where the title comes comes from. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly upbeat sounding uh, musically, at least uh, record from Sinead. Uh, clearly, just looking to make a pop rock record again. Um, and I read online that she's been listening to quite a lot of old blues music recently to try and kind of get a writing mojo back and to try and kind of simplify her songwriting and to get some inspiration. Um, so the, I should say the album doesn't sound like a blues, blues record, although there is one track, Vishnu, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. it's quite bluesy. Yeah. Um, and I think this is, uh, you know, it's it's for me it was a bit of a mixed bag. I think I think it's a solid enough record. Hey, <laughs> hey, solid. Um, <laughs> her voice is still great, um, still expressive, and lyrically she's still 
a delight. She was always uh, great lyrically. Yeah. Um, particularly on tracks where she's, I mean, she's, she's admitted that some of the songs are uh, particularly about her and others are songs that she's created characters for. Um, I think it's safe to say that uh, Eight Good Reasons and Take Me to Church are both songs that are clearly about mm. her and her battles with uh, depression and wanting to kill herself on uh, several occasions. Um, I particularly like the uh, lyrics on uh, Eight Good Reasons. Uh, you know, I had a dream one night about a bullet and a red light. Uh, you know it felt all right. You know it actually felt quite nice. If I could have gone without it hurting anyone, like a child, I would have found me mum. Like a bird, I would have flown. And I quite like the whole. Mm. I quite like the picture that it paints. Mm. Um, and so, so that's really good. And I, uh, those, those those tracks were good. And there's a couple of other tracks that I, that I really liked. Harbour, particularly, which is a kind of fascinating kind of slow ballad that suddenly kind of seems to morph into heavy metal for the final oh, 90 yes, seconds. Yes. Um, which is good because that was unexpected because my problem with the album I suppose was was overall it was a bit too mid-tempo for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, well, <laughs> glad you picked up on the, the Bossy Boss reference because, um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not so good with my not-too-subtle <laughs> gay, gay, gay references in, in, in the Ariana Grande album. But, uh, but like, uh, you're not good with gay references. You yeah, get the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, first. Well, yeah, and, and then um, and then you get your um, your um, your perhaps more subtle feminist reference. I'm right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, got it in one. Um, I actually really enjoyed this record. Uh, it is, um, I, f I found it a very accessible record. Um, I found that I was drawn into into each of the songs. Um, uh, really drawn into each of the songs. I think, think lyrically, it, it's it's superb. It, it creates uh, some of those soundscapes that um, uh, there was that quote earlier from oh, the, the Ariana was Grand, you know, talking about. Yeah. You're talking about the, you know creating the songs that lay out a scape, that lay out a theme. Da, 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 da. Um, this this is this is how it's done. You know, the, the, each of these songs does lay out a theme, um, does create a world or or a situation that you can that you can empathise with, even if you've never. Been through the things that that Sinead or Connor's been through, or, or that any of her characters <coughs> have been through, you could sort of empathise with those, and um, and it just makes it all the more interesting. Um, I also found it, despite the lyrical con content, which in places is very dark. Yeah, I actually found it a very warm record, weirdly. Yeah. Um, and I know that uh, uh, you know we were discussing earlier that it's it's um, it delves with some quite difficult. Uh, situations it also deals with um uh, it also deals with a, a number of of um of um not so pleasant situations but actually does some of those lyrics it almost almost in a kind of warm hearted way yeah um which i found you know very endearing i quite quite like that um it it deals with subject matters uh like sex and divorce and marriage and and um you know that that's all in there, but again, you feel like you're listening to romantic records when actually <clears throat> it's not quite romantic, is it? You know. Well, you can. It's funny. You you can see why uh, her and John Grant get on together, can't mm, you? You can. You really can, actually. And I wonder if there's been a bit of a an influence, a reverse influence there as well, in terms of because she did work on his on his very good last uh, album, very good last album, which we we loved last year, um, Pale Green Ghosts, and. Uh, and this, I wonder if there's been a bit of a, a, a reverse influence there on, 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 on the way this album's put together. Mm. 
in that sense it's um yeah i found this a very very good record um and as i say I, <laughs> in places weirdly actually quite a, a strong romantic record as well but not at all romantic <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah but you know what i mean we listen to so many records where they're actually trying to be sexy whether um, it's ariana yeah, or, yeah, yeah. i mean there's that that awful Kylie record that we reviewed earlier this year which was just out and out not the sexiest thing ever no complete opposite in fact um, but I actually found this very grown, say, grown up sexy I wouldn't say sexy yes yeah, so let's say grown up sexy okay <laughs> <laughs> which is really not what I was expecting from a Sinead O'Connor record whatsoever well absolutely I think that's a, that's a good moment to end this again mm. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's what's your record of the podcast this time? Yes. Uh, Royal Blood. Royal Blood. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I'm with you with Royal Blood. Um, childhood's also a pull, but I think uh, having said what I've just said, I'm thinking I'm going to have to stick with Sinead O'Connor. There you have it. Wow. Until next time. Until when next we, uh, time. Review some more new things. Yes. From the world of pop, rock. And other other genres. Yes. <laughs> See you then. You've been listening to the CTTV Music Podcast.